BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi everyone, I'm Christina Garibaldi. Welcome to episode three of the Wellness Academy, Ocean Remedies, where we discuss everything you need to know about omega-3 fatty acids, including what they are, their benefits and uses, and why you should consider adding them to your wellness routine. Brought to you by our partners at Ocean Remedies, check out oceanremedies.com for all your omega-3 product needs. Joining me again today is the CEO of Neptune Wellness Solutions, Michael Camarada. Hi, Michael. Hello, thanks for having me. Of course. And also with us is Chief Scientific Officer of Neptune Wellness, Graham Wood, and nutritionist Martha McKittrick. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. Hi. Hi. So now this time we are going to talk about how omega-3 fatty acids are beneficial when it comes to women's health, inflammation, and even your mood. Now we had to bring back Martha for another female voice in the room because frankly, I have a lot of questions. So let's get started. So Martha, I am sure every woman out there is wondering, can omega-3s help with PMS, cramps, and women's reproductive health? It may. I'm always looking for studies on this. And there are a couple good studies out there that suggest that it can help with PMS. Um, and these two particular studies, one was in the Complementary Therapies in Medicine in 2013, and another one was just recently in the Journal of Psychomatic Obstetrics and Gynecology in 2018, and they were randomized clinical trials where they gave women two grams of fish oil a day. And in both of these studies, the women had decreased symptoms of PCOS, including decreased um, depression, nervousness, anxiety, lack of concentration, and decreased feelings of bloating, headache, and breast tenderness. So it shows that there's definitely a potential for it to help with PMS symptoms. So I do recommend it to, to some of my clients who are suffering from this and, you know, have them give it a try and see how it goes. And it can take a while to kick in, but, but it definitely can help some women. Yeah, definitely. Graham, what research have you seen that supports this? Well, actually, I mean, Martha, I think, summed it up perfectly. I mean, th those are the, the main studies out there. And actually, when I was reading up, looking into this, um, I, I definitely think it's something I am going to recommend uh, both for, for my daughter and for my wife because it definitely, I mean, there are two studies. It's not a huge body of evidence, but I mean, it's, the results from them are, are, are pretty clear. Mm -hmm. um, and either like one study, they took it the entire month. Um, the other was actually eight to 10 days leading up to the period and then a few days uh, during the period. So, and even that had a, had a good positive effect. So it's, yeah, definitely something I would recommend to my family. Yeah, definitely. Now, Martha, as all women are different, as we know, how should women evaluate whether to include omega-3s into their wellness routines or not? I think it's trial and error because everybody's different. I think you have mm -hmm. to give it a try. If you're suffering from PMS, 
probably having fish twice a week isn't going to be enough to really help your symptoms. So I would suggest giving the fish oil supplement to try and um, maybe do it for a month or two and see if you get any any uh, decrease in your symptoms. You know, if yeah. you don't, you could always stop, but it's worth giving it a try. Right. No, I know we kind of touched on this, but there is there a good time to take omega-3s when it comes to your menstrual cycle? Like if you know PMS is worse at certain times, does a higher dosage help at all? Well, as we had mentioned in an earlier session, it's not like you take your omega-3 pill and it's like you're taking ibuprofen right. and a half an hour later, your cramps are going to go away. It's something right. that has to build up in your system. And I think, it, and I know some of the studies, one of the studies we looked at, they gave it to the women at certain times of the month. I think it can, it can be hard to remember, oh, it's this day of my cycle, so I'm going to take my omega-3. Right. I would mm -hmm. just tell a woman, if you want to try this out, take it every day. And how much should you take? I would say anywhere from one to two grams a day. I might mimic what was in these two studies, and they were using two grams a day. So just mm -hmm. take it once a day. It doesn't matter really what time of the day you take it. Um, and just see, see if you get any results from it. Right. Now I know for me, when I was pregnant, you, you know, you're nervous to put anything into your body when you're pregnant. So when you are pregnant, can it help with pregnancy? Can it help with development? Is this something that you should take in addition to your prenatal vitamin? Well, most of the prenatals now that, you know, they do have DHA is the most important one when you're pregnant. I mean, EPA is important too, but DHA helps with the fetal, the development of the brain and the nervous system. So most of the prenatals, I mean, they all really should have adequate DHA in them. Mm -hmm. So you need to take an extra omega-3. I mean, maybe if you're not eating any fish, you could check with your physician first, but it definitely could be an option if you were not eating any fish. Right. And I know you mentioned PCOS before. Um, a lot of people that struggle with PCOS also have a hard time getting pregnant. So just for everybody that doesn't know what PCOS is, if you could just explain it and how this can definitely help in treating your PCOS. Yeah. Uh, PCOS stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. And it's a condition, it's the most common hormone abnormality in women. And unfortunately, not many people know that much about it. It affects anywhere from 7 to 20% of all women, depending on what criteria you're looking at. And it's the number one cause of infertility, but it's also a metabolic condition. It, it increases risk of diabetes greatly, risk of heart disease. There's a lot of mood disorders associated with it and a lot of symptoms that are very upsetting, like hair growth or hair loss and acne. And at the kind of heart of PCOS, it's believed there's a low-grade inflammation as well as insulin resistance. So I use omega-3s with most of my PCOS patients because it can really help with all of the symptoms, um, starting with inflammation. There's a low-grade inflammation, so it's believed that omega-3s omega can help decrease inflammation. It may also help with insulin resistance by decreasing inflammation. It can help lower triglycerides. And one study has shown it may also help lower androgens. And a lot of studies, which I know we're going to talk about later in the podcast, show it can help with mood. So there's really no downside to trying to take omega-3s if you have PCOS. And the dosage I recommend is usually one to two grams a day for that. Yeah. And I know with PCOS as well, it, a lot of it can be affected by diet too. So would you suggest incorporating those 
fatty fishes into somebody that suffers from PCOS? Yeah. I mean, as a, as a registered dietitian, of course, I'm always food first, right? So the first mm-hmm. thing I would do would be to take out refined carbohydrates and sugar and all that and add in fatty fish and healthy fats. So yes, number one, definitely get the fatty fish in there. But I do encounter a lot of women who don't, who just don't like fish or they don't mm-hmm. like the fatty fish. So um, definitely omega-3s would help for them. And even women yeah. who are eating fish, it, it, it wouldn't hurt to take one gram a day of omega-3 fats. Mm-hmm. And then what about for women that are breastfeeding? Should you be taking the omega-3s uh, while you're breastfeeding? The omega-3s, yeah, you still, you definitely still need to get omega-3s when you're breastfeeding. You probably would be still be taking your prenatal and you may want to mm-hmm. take an extra omega-3 supplement if you're not getting it from fish. Got it. Got it. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about how omega-3s also help with your mood as well. Right, Graham? Yeah, they're definitely, uh, I mean, even when we were talking about PMS, I mean, some of the findings from those studies were the, the benefit they saw in mood, irritability, uh, lowered stress. Uh, but there's a huge body of evidence looking really directly at uh, the mood effects. And like any research, there's Positive studies, negative studies, again, back to which it's study focused more on DHA or EPA. But really, when you look at them all together, there's definitely a good body of evidence to show that omega-3s are definitely beneficial for mood. Does it depend on gender at all, how different levels of omega-3s can affect male or female? So the gen- both genders benefit. Um, do both genders, should it be the same amount? Uh, I mean, really... It, Generally, I think it comes that sometimes there's actually direct differences between men and women on how they metabolize or absorb things. But then there's also just the, I mean, men are on average bigger than women. So, uh, like, if you look at some of the recommendations, you'll see for men is like about 40% higher is the recommendations for omega-3s. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I think it's really, it's mostly just related to just bigger bodies. So, I mean, the volume of distribution is bigger. Yeah. I mean, does it help with depression at all? So there's a decent number of studies, I mean, directly looking at depression, either if it's an add-on therapy or people who aren't, it's not kind of clinical depression, it's more mood enhancing. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there's the studies, definitely the add-on therapy, I mean, the studies do look uh, fairly fairly good that it's, uh, it, it definitely can help. And it's definitely an area where you, you need to talk to your physician uh, to make sure, it's, especially if you're already on any medication, to make sure it's it's going to be safe and it's going to work for you and there won't be any interruptions. But the research is, is definitely promising in that. Mm-hmm. And what about like anxiety as well? Yeah, anxiety as well. And coming back to the, like the lowered stress they saw in the women with PMS and even just directly looking at uh, at levels of anxiety Previous podcast, we were, we were talking about hemp extracts. We talked about the, uh, the effects on anxiety, and it's it's actually quite similar. The the, the mood enhancing effects and the lowering anxiety for for omega threes, um, similar actually similar mechanisms. They're they're actually working as well. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk all about inflammation. So hi, everyone. I just want to let you know that if you would like to give omega-3s a try to see how they can help you, Ocean Remedies is offering all you ladies 10% off your first order of krill or fish oil, both fantastic sources of omega-3s by using code SUPERIOR, that's S-U-P-E-R-I-O-R at oceanremedies.com. 
Okay, so I said we wanted to talk about inflammation. So how does inflammation affect the body before we get started, Dr. Graham? So, I mean, often people think of inflammation. I mean, they what first comes to mind is, I mean, you sprain your ankle, you're stung by a bee, and you you get inflamed. I mean, there's swelling, there's edema. And really, it's that is inflammation. But inflammation, I mean, what we know now, it's a much, much broader concept. And really what inflammation is, it's a process where your cells, in essence, are calling out for help, that there's some damage, and they're asking for the other parts of the body to help. Either it's your immune system or... The problem is, is that while inflammation is a good thing, it does help repair damage, excessive inflammation, especially chronic inflammation. So when you're just constantly under that kind of state of heightened inflammation, that definitely has has some bad effects. So I mean, if you look at obesity, how, I mean, I think Martha referred to this is in diabetes is potentially caused by inflammation. So inflammation of the fat cells in obesity leads to these cascade of things and it's this constant inflammation can then produce diabetes and make it so that your cells aren't as receptive uh, to insulin that is is going around. Um, but you also see it in, I mean, recovery after stroke. Uh, I mean, stress and inflammation are, are related. It's uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. It's, it's really huge amount of things in the body are related to inflammation. So it's not just that spring in your ankle at all. Yeah, definitely. So it's like you can get inflammation from so many different sources. So what properties of omega-3s will help with that inflammation? So omega-6s are actually, uh, they're converted uh, into a signal that uh, promotes inflammation. Um, and as I said before, that is that is a good thing. That's something that benefits. Uh, you, you need your omega-6s for that because you, you need a certain amount of inflammation. Omega-3s, on the other hand, seem to work as an opposite effect. So they, they're helping. So the DHA and APA are converted into signaling mechanisms or molecules, I should say, that lead to a cascade that will, that will reduce the inflammation. And I think this is, this is where our diet, the change in our diet has led to some problems because if you look, I guess, historically, our diet was very similar. EPA, DHA was maybe the one-to-one ratio in our diet. And it's become very much focused on omega-6s, which is why we need to boost up our omega-3s to try to counteract that um, so that we don't have that kind of state of slightly chronic inflammation because of uh, the the ratio of omega-6s are so different. Mm -hmm. Martha, you made a good point before, and I kind of want to reiterate it, that when it comes to inflammation, omega-3s aren't necessarily a pain reliever like an Advil or Motrin or something like that, right? No, you can't, you know, you can't take it and just think yeah, the pain's going to go away. Right. But with this chronic inflammation, which is a huge concern, you know, and as, as Graham was just saying, it's just linked to so many of the, the conditions, the, the medical conditions, the, the chronic conditions, and we're consuming a very inflammatory diet, the Western diet. We're having lots of red meat and we're having refined carbohydrates and, and sweetened beverages and we're not having enough of the fatty fish and the anti-inflammatory foods. And we're eating too many omega-6s. If you look at some labels of the food in your, in your uh, kitchen, you know, you, you see like, you know, there's soybean oil, there's, there's refined vegetable oils, corn oil. There's all these omega-6 rich oils in so much of our food. And it's just changing the ratio of omega-3s to omega-6s. And we're consuming way too many omega-6 oils. 
Mm-hmm. So what are some of some of the things that you should avoid with omega sixes? Like what are some of the like maybe like you said, just some things like in your cabinet or pantry now that you should kind of avoid? Yeah, I don't I don't really like to use the word avoid. In moderation. Yeah, maybe get like, you know, mayonnaise that's made from olive oil or or get salad dressing that has olive oil in it, or even marinara sauce in a jar that has olive oil versus Everything sneaking in with the soybean and the corn oil. It's like in everything. Just maybe start mm-hmm. with getting better oils um, yeah. and just getting more whole grains and definitely getting into fatty fish. Yeah, definitely. Now, we talked about dosage a little bit earlier of how much fish oil and krill oil you should take. But is there a certain time of day where it's more beneficial? I, I, I mean, I always think it's nice to take supplement with food. It, I just think it, enha- it enhances the absorption better, but it, I don't think it makes a huge difference. And maybe Graham could correct me if I'm wrong, whether you take it in the morning or at night. But but I, mm-hmm. I do think it's good to take it with food. It, and also it enhances the absorption of other nutrients too. Yeah. Graham, anything you want to add? I, no, just that I, I agree definitely. I think t- taking it with a meal is, is definitely beneficial, but the time of... Because it's not an acute effect, it's you're building up your your stores. It's I mean the exact timing uh, besides with with meals is is not that important. Mm-hmm, definitely. I just so, been looking through my uh, my pantry and realizing everything almost has soy in it. Is there you had too much soy and is in the point of no return or like uh, or is, does that affect the dosing or not? No, you can just, you know, you don't have to go throw all the food out in your kitchen. <laughs> but the next time you go shopping, just start looking at labels and just start getting some of the products I mentioned that maybe have more olive oil versus everything with soybean oil or corn oil. Yeah. It's funny because you think you're like, oh, soy, it's it's good. But, you know, I guess every like they say, everything in moderation, right? Honestly, I didn't you start looking at I'm looking at the pantry. I was like, oh, my God, almost everything that I have. I'm Italian. I love food. But I didn't realize how much of those ingredients are in that. You know what it is? It's cheap and it's 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 very stable um, because it's highly refined. I'm not against soy per se, but if you're getting like a good, you know, organic, non-GMO and unprocessed soy from like tofu or edamame, that's a lot different than consuming processed soy or soybean oil. I don't think soybean oil is horrible. I think what I'm more concerned with is our excessive intake of omega-6s versus omega-3s. So before we wrap up, Martha, if you could just kind of run down the myths that we want to debunk when it comes to omega-3s and women's health and what you want people to know, just kind of a quick wrap up of what we talked about. I wouldn't really say that there are myths. I just think there's a lack of knowledge. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think think omega-3s have many, many health benefits for women. And I know I talked about PCOS earlier, but it's not just PCOS. Many people do have low-grade inflammation, whether or not it shows up in your blood work. It doesn't always show up in blood work. And just, I think just our current lifestyle of inadequate sleep, too much stress, maybe not eating super healthy. Most people are overweight. Just all that in itself can cause some inflammation. Um, So it can help with that. And a lot of people do have some mood issues and it may help with that. So I just think there are so many benefits to just make more of a point to get fish into your diet. I think we're so caught up on the diet of the month, you know, whether it's keto or, or whatever, paleo, and we're not really focusing on so much on the quality of what we're eating. So really work, get on getting the fatty fish into your diet and take a supplement omega-3 if you can't make the recommendation. 
So much good information. Thank you all so much. This was great. So like I said, thank you to Martha Graham and Michael for the expert tips and information. Everybody stick around for the next time when we bring in our Us Weekly Beauty expert, Gwen Flamberg, to chat about all things glam and how omega-3 fatty acids not only help on the inside, but also on the outside. Don't forget to go to oceanremedies.com to pick up your omega-3 products. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to keep learning more about omega-3 fatty acids and their incredible health benefits. If you haven't already, make sure to listen to season one of the Wellness Academy, CBD and essential oils. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.